0: You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carlos Stebbings, Matt Smith and Neville Bounds. Well,
1: hello and welcome to episode number 231 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me... In the kitchen studio again this week is my co-host Matt Smith.
2: I'm jolly glad we're inside, I have to be honest. It's a bit chilly. <laughs> well, not only that, but if you if you look out behind you... Is it raining? Uh, no, 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 no. But if you look oh. at the colour of the sky that is behind <laughs> you, it, it, it looks a bit thunderstormy. So apologies in advance if we fall off live this afternoon. Uh, Nev, you were saying that uh, it's, it's turned a little unpleasant where you are.
3: Yes, I think it's just coming over towards where you are, actually, right, so I'm lovely. just sending it northeast Thank from where, where I am, you're and, very uh, You should receive that weather in about 20 minutes. You?
2: Splendid, lovely,
3: yes.
1: <laughs> and Good that luck is, everyone. of course, <laughs> the voice of the
3: legend, that is Mr Neville Barnes. How are you, cool. Nev? hello yes fine thank you very much and i'm glad we were not flying in this weather yeah. compared to last yes. week ah. yes indeed uh, but uh, although the, the garden does need the water I must say, so it yeah, does
2: say yes well. absolutely although the garden yeah. that i'm temporarily looking at, looking after i could do without all the rain it was much nicer and easier to deal with when it was because it's basically a, a a blank patch that's awaiting mm. planting so actually the rain means thank i keep campus. having to weed it which is most unacceptable <laughs> <laughs> still first world problems eh? so it's
1: the 24th <laughs> August, it's uh, seven minutes past seven. That's because Matt was uh, prating around. Friday yes, night. Sorry about that. And, yes. uh, <laughs> welcome to everyone who's joined us in the live chat room this evening. Uh, loads of people in there tonight, all waiting <laughs> for us to start tonight. Uh, so, we've got uh, Auntie Liz is in the chat room, we've got Alex Leons is in the chat room, we've got uh, Lane Street, uh, Mash is in the chat room, Mash-a. Uh, Jeff Braithwaite, uh, Don Sebastian, a pre buy guy, is in the chat room as well. Uh, our main man, Micah, Armando, is in the chat room as well. Uh, just scrolling down. Owen is in the chat room uh. as well. Good he- Evening to you, Owen. Uh, Tanya W, hello to you, Tanya. And Dr. Steph as well is also joined us in the chat room this evening. And also Neil Lanworn. Hope things are going well at the guppy with you, uh, Neil, with all this uh, hot sun. And now we've got rain, to be fair. <laughs> right. but there we go. It's yes. been a nice summer. We have had a summer.
2: So yes, I, that's the one thing, of course, we can't say this year, is it? That we haven't had a summer, because we really have. I mean, it was really quite hot for about a month, wasn't it? I mean, that's that's fair, I think. I, I think even they've got a, a vague suntan. Yeah, I did, yes. Uh, last week, there
3: was a little bit of uh, the sunshine when it first came out, and uh, yeah. actually quite warm, I thought, too. Uh, but, uh, yes, the weather was a bit a bit variable, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was good, though. It was good, good though, yeah. yeah. So,
1: last weekend, then, uh, those of you will probably know, what we had our first... Uh, of our flying barbecues ever uh, ah. for the show at Seething, and we had a fantastic weekend. Thoroughly enjoyed uh, ourselves there, and a uh, big thanks again to uh, all the guys at Seething who looked after us last week. But we had a great time, didn't we, guys? Mm, We've got yeah we got some awesome footage. Um, but Nev, you've been uh, playing around with that amazing camera and <laughs> editing software of yours, so uh, you've got a little something to show the uh, the guys in the uh, YouTube chat room, haven't you?
3: Yes, I thought we'd uh, give, give the uh, PTUK film crew a bit of an outing and uh, <laughs> uh, just to give you a bit of an idea of, of what we saw there. Uh, the weather was kind of OK for the most part, not as much sunshine as we wanted to, but uh, I thought I'd just put together a quick little montage of uh, what we were up to last weekend.
1: was uh, a rum bit of uh, editing there uh, mr band yeah no. well you know uh,
3: and uh, well i've really enjoyed just seeing all that footage back in actually it brings yeah. back great memories hard to believe it was a week ago i know. in some Gone respects so fast, it seems it? longer than a week ago it does it? yeah uh, but uh, no it's really really good and uh, what we're going to be doing uh we've got some more farmer stuff to play out as well mm. of course but we'll be playing out some seething things over the next few weeks and some great interviews lined up as well so yeah. Uh, yes thank yeah watch you this in space in other words yeah. ladies
2: and gentlemen uh, if you want to watch that by the way obviously for those of you listening to the audio version of the show if you take sorry I keep catch, I keep knocking the wire that's why I keep get, making these weird noises uh, if you take yourself to uh, www.youtube.com and then search yourself, or take yourself to your YouTube app however it is that you consume your YouTube content and search for all one word plain talking UK and you'll find our channel and obviously uh, one of the reasons why we've put it at the top of the show is because it's uh, very easy for you to find it so uh, yeah. yeah no worth a uh, worth worth a watch actually yeah actually, it was a great, great time
1: had i know one of had. the uh, one of the interesting things nev uh, that uh, we 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 got, you got some good footage of as well as was the turntable in the hangars there at ceiling.
3: Oh that was awesome wasn't it and uh, Stuart was showing us that uh, we'll go into a bit more detail about it in the the interview that will we'll come uh, will come up in a future episode but uh, in general terms we've got the, the sort of five or six aircraft on the turntable and you just choose which one you want mm-hmm. and it, it comes exactly uh, in front of you uh, mm-hmm. it goes a lot slower than I, I did speed it up slightly there but uh, <laughs> do, uh, yeah. it, w- it was yeah. remarkable accurate and uh, really interesting to watch it and uh, the maintenance facilities at Seething and all the the enthusiastic guys and girls that uh, tinker with their aircraft over the weekend. I was really impressed with that. Yeah. That was uh, that was fantastic, wasn't it? It's,
2: yeah. It is a great. It is a great place, isn't it? And it was. I mean, it's a uh, Saturday morning, and that, I mean, you you'd gone up on the Friday, haven't you? And even like on a non weekend day, Wednesday, it is yeah, a Wednesday. hive of activity. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a very busy airport. Busy, it's great very busy. busy. Yeah, yeah so s- seriously recommended if you're out this way, um, get uh, come and come give a seething a visit. It, it, it is worth a try. Uh, uh, somebody in the chat room has just suggested about uh, uh, posting that actually as a, a separate um video on on youtube so i think that's quite a good idea actually good, we'll, yeah, we'll do and that. also
3: you would have seen some of the catering action there as well <laughs> uh, which was particularly well done by matt and his mum i yeah, think we can mum. give that a big old tick in the box because that was very very tasty indeed Those
2: burgers are lovely yeah they really weren't good. bad were they they weren't bad it was yeah. it was as i say all all in all despite the weather's best efforts it was a pretty nice weekend actually yeah. wasn't it yeah yes. Yeah. yeah, and, and next year we're all going to go to the. I reckon. I reckon next year because obviously we are can do it again next year. Right? Oh, yeah, I've already decided. Yeah. Uh, so next year we we shall all go to the uh, Flixton Aviation Museum. Yeah, I'll, I'll organise good. a bus or something. We'll go and to see that on the Sunday. On that, Actually,
1: on that note, uh, Matt, uh, on the Sunday. Yes. Uh, obviously, because you, you had Dan Hannington stay with you. Yeah, Dan and um, uh, Dan uh, and, uh, and Mila was house, yeah. Mila. Sorry. And uh, actually, on the Sunday, Dan Hannington went across to the Flixton Aviation Museum. He did. Yes. Museum, and uh, he was. I actually. I I phoned him up. Um, just after I dropped Nev and uh, Mrs. Nev off at the yeah. train station. And I phoned Dan on the way back. And then about three hours later, I text, uh, WhatsApp, uh, Dan. Yeah. He was still there. He was still there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, have you had the pleasure, Nev? Have we, have we got you over
2: there yet when you've been, been this way?
3: i think i didn't you take me there once carlos we had a very quick walk round one sunday morning i think it was uh, but uh yeah it's, it's um it's yeah, a cracking I'm, place well, definitely want to go again um, yeah sunday so is again. it is, the,
2: is it the yeah. suffolk aviation museum it's not called the flixton aviation museum yeah is it? but if, you, um, if you if you search flixton bungie suffolk and, and aviation museum you will definitely find it but uh, yeah, it's seriously it is because uh, it's mainly sort of uh, war memorabilia, isn't it? But they've got, yeah, they've got a couple aircraft. of it, yeah, sort of static aircraft. It
1: goes stuff. if you want to find, look look up on the uh, Googles. It if you uh, <laughs> look it up on the Googles, if you look up on Googles, if <laughs> you uh, look for <laughs> Norfolk and Suffolk Aviation, Aviation museum. <laughs> that's museum, that's it, yeah. uh, and that's at Flixton. That'll take you there. And the best thing about this museum is it is a hundred percent free. It is. to get in ridiculous, so you can isn't walk it? Walk in and look around all the static aircraft, mm. and you don't have to pay a penny. Any. And but it is they do an like incredible. I yeah, think.
2: I can say it is an incredible museum. So I would strongly recommend that you, even if it's just a fiver, you know, I mean, it is it is a great World museum. Work, yeah. But anyway, we we digress slightly yes, from the I from know. the t- subject at hand.
1: But uh, again, uh, Nev, well done for that. Yeah. awesome work, as absolutely. Always.
3: Pleasure, thank you very much indeed. And uh, yes, obviously Mrs. Nev and I flew in with Captain Al. Yes. Uh, we stopped off in uh, Ruffham on the way, which is near Barry St. Evans to pick
2: up a uh, pick up a You've
3: seen a bit of uh, bit of um, uh, formation flying footage there. <laughs> yes, as well. there'll that, be more of that yes. in a future episode. Um, but um, so that was all good. Uh, I was fine, but Mrs. Nev was a little bit, little bit dicky in her oh stomach, dear. so we, mm. we got the train back. Yes, uh, and uh, how was than, this? Uh, that that must have been uh, an experience for you, now. wasn't it? This. Um, so uh, that did take. <laughs> A lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> it's and how sad. was
2: How was this train station? <laughs> oh,
3: it's very popular on a Sunday, especially as there's only one train an hour, so he right. <laughs> has to sort of cram on it. But uh, right, it yes. yes. got us to Liverpool Street in about an hour and. 40 minutes not bad
2: snow, yeah 100%. not bad going at all oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah not as fast as flying though that <laughs> no, that is something we have was, learned. yeah it was about 55
3: yeah. minutes in, in the plane but uh, yeah, yeah. We, were, <laughs> we
2: were having we were having a chat weren't we afterwards like well i think i think you you, you caught it on the tail end of of the show last week and it was just like because it was like you know where it takes 40 or 50 minutes for us to get to bury st edmund's from here and in the plane you can do it how quick it's about twelve minutes 12 from minutes. Ruffen, twelve minutes
3: uh, to um, twelve uh, to, to minutes. To yeah, obviously it's entirely direct, and you're doing in 120 knots. It's just, just that's I crazy. Think, yeah. Yeah. it is. Yeah,
2: I, I crazy. need,
1: I, yeah, I, I need to be, I need to win the lottery and learn how to fly. I think <laughs> yes. this is, yeah. <laughs> this is what it is. Anyway, shall we do some aviation news? Yes, we are yeah. going to start the show then, as we do each week, with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt. Uh, no, but yes. <laughs> Great, and if you're ready, Nev yes of course i am let's go So, kicking off this week's first news story, this is on the BristolLive.co.uk, or the BristolPost.co.uk, the actual website. And uh, uh, TUI are in a bit of trouble this week. TUI! As in Mm TUI! And the headline on here is, Airline TUI Blasted After Children Given Deeply Sexist Stickers on a Flight to Bristol Airport. Um. So, the airline has been blasted after children were given these uh, stickers on board a flight uh, which was heading to Bristol. Dame Gillian Morgan had landed at Bristol Airport on a TUI flight from Pathos in Cyprus on Wednesday uh, when she noticed children sporting branded badges. The 65-year-old claims that all the boys were given future TUI captain stickers, while all the girls had future T.U.I. Cabin Crew stickers. Oh That's the, a uh, bit of a faux pas, isn't it? I know. It, the, yes. uh, the chair of the organisation, NHS Providers from Devon, said the stickers had been handed out uh, to her great-niece and nephew who were sitting behind her and other children during the later stages of the flight. However, when the children were passing through customs back in Bristol, it became apparent to Dame Gillian that only the boys had captain stickers and only the girls had cabin crew ones. Uh, you could see what all the children had on them, she said. And it was clear that just the boys had their pilot ones and the girls had their cabin crew. I thought it was deeply sexist. If it was random, it would have been fine. But it wasn't. They were all handed out by the cabin crew, which on this flight was an all-female cabin crew.
2: How ironic. <laughs>
1: Dame Gillian believes although the stickers were adu- uh, gender neutral, one is darker blue than the other. The airlines' intentions were probably good, but there's a need to be have a bit more thought behind the handing out of the stickers Uh, she said they wanted to give them something nice to remember on the flight but it was uh, a choice uh, and which you could see that obviously the the problems with the sexism coming through and uh, they said that uh, TUI were trying I think to do the right thing but fundamentally missed the point there must have been a way of doing it with a bit more thought and uh, she was quite upset by this and uh, other TUI customers have uh, similarly complained as well about the move on social media as well. And uh, a spokesman for TUI, formerly Thompson Airways, uh, blamed the row on a mix-up. They said that well, they were sorry They hear that a small number of customers have been upset by this. They think it's been a simple mix-up since our future pilot and cabin crew stickers are designed for use for any children, regardless of gender. The stickers are part of our activity packs, which are intended to be used by crew to interact and engage and create special moments for the customers on their holiday. The feedback we've had so far this summer has been overwhelmingly positive, the TUI said. Children fall in love with flying, then they go on their holidays with us, and we want to encourage their dreams of becoming future pilots and crew members. So I think this is just a little bit. This is just a you know. It's, it's not a serious thing, I don't think. No. But it was, I suppose. You know, I, I I think it should have been a case that the crew would should should have asked the children. Um, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up?
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, and sort of actually uh, throw it to the yeah. Because there is there is every possibility, of course, that everybody that is he, is doing doing it is, is, is wanting sorry we're having having a couple of technical issues here in the studio so just just bear with me a moment uh, but uh, yeah i'm gonna have to just stop talking for a moment if you could just turn my microphone down for a minute talk amongst yeah. yourself
3: what i was just gonna say was that uh, it would be a triumph of the pr and marketing department at, at tui uh because they come up with this great idea down the pub on a friday night and it's, oh, yeah. it's gone so well uh, that they go and look at what's online they go oh yeah. no it's backfired
4: <laughs> it's
2: backfired horribly isn't it yeah. Oh, yeah as you say i think i think carlos is right if you actually uh, go go the other way sort of you ping it back to sort of saying you know when when they come up and offer out the sticker and what would you like would you like a pilot a pilot badge or, or would, would you, you like, like a cabin, cabin crew, crew badge yeah, and, yes, and, and then yeah. and then sort of do it that way but who knows? I mean, it's uh, you know, as I saying, Masha quite rightly says I'd rather have had a captain sticker. So there we are. I think we've. I think that maybe, maybe that's why they did it because they everybody wants to be a captain, don't they? So, you
1: know, yeah, I, 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 I mean, yeah, I'd have just been handed don't stick uh, stickers for captains, really. You know, would yeah, be, you know. absolutely. Yeah.
2: Why? Why sort of? But then I suppose are you being un, unfair to those <laughs> just who, to get the know, cabin the crew is It's all going a bit nuts, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh <laughs> um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Barbara Parrish has just said that she wouldn't mind getting a cabin crew sticker. Well, this is well, this is true.
2: Yes, I wouldn't mind yeah. being one of those as well. So it's uh, yeah. So is um, it, this 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 story here um, is is this the one you were showing me earlier? No, this actually? is a,
1: this is on uh, this is a great story. This well, it's Sky News isn't it? Second, yeah, but, the second uh, story in the uh, in the folder this week. Yes, from Matt. And, there's a surprise. Uh, this yeah. came up earlier this week, and I just thought this is after all the problems that Ryanair have had with uh, obviously um, striking yes. captains. Uh, this, this was quite an amusing story. Right,
2: okay, so this is on the Sky News website, it's at news.sky.com, and the headline is Ryanair passengers' anger as compensation checks for cancelled flights bounce. <laughs> the, uh, the airline says 190 out of 20,000 checks issued after pilots went on strike in July did not have a signatory. Oops, so Ryanair passengers are furious after cheques they received compensating them for cancelled flights. Bounced Irish low-cost airline apologised on Wednesday morning and said, A very small number of cheques processed in July had been issued without a signature due to an administration error. Ryanair has since revealed that the small number is less than 190 out of over 220,000 compensation cheques in July. Wow, hang on, let's just digest that number for a moment with less than 190 out of over 20,000 compensation cheques in July. Alone, thousands of passengers were affected in July after 30 flights were cancelled due to Irish pilots striking over seniority promotion and annual leave. Ryanair said that the cheques had been reissued to customers with a letter of explanation on the 15th of August. One passenger wrote on Twitter on the 14th of August, Ryanair, I have been trying to get hold of someone urgently as my bank are concerned because a compensation cheque that I have received was bounced. I think that this is outrageous the bank said that the uh, bank details provided do not exist how is it possible on a printed cheque now that's interesting because that's very much different to what they're saying unless they're, they're misinterpreting the, the thing anyway another wrote uh, on Facebook on the 28th of July Ryanair sent me a cheque for compensation that bounced uh, ended up costing me 32 euros because so that is the issue of course is if, if you're paying into a business account and the cheque bounces then they will actually charge you for that yeah. Um Yes, that's. Uh, a, I mean, I won't, I won't go on because obviously it's. Pretty, you know, it's pretty. Obvious uh, <laughs> that uh, thought, there was an administration error when, here. When I think. you get these, I, of- I don't think checks from Ryanair, Ryanair are bouncing across the board. I'm pretty sure that that's well, not the case. Did. 190 out of 20,000. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I, you, you always, when you get these checks, compensation checks or these. Yeah. Checks, I like the ones you get from the Inland Revenue when you get a rebate for your tax. Oh, I never have one of those bounced. No. I had two <laughs> this year. Anyway, <laughs> what, the bounced? No, not, not the bounced. <laughs> no, but they have they have a kind of a, a, a kind of printed signature yeah yeah yeah. uh, absolutely like uh, a generic maybe the print ran out
2: of yellow ink or something perhaps that's what it is I
1: just I I thought (laughs) that uh, perhaps Mr O'Leary's pen went on strike
2: Mr (laughs) right okay um Yes. Uh, Nev, please dig us out of this dangerous, uh, suable area well, that we're strolled into. Well, there's a
3: uh, w- um, a Facebook site called AV Disasters, which stands for audiovisual disasters. Yes. And it's basically things in my industry we, we put on there which uh, aren't very good, from it's, badly designed racks to televisions
2: falling off it, it, the it, it, it's It's or, one of my... Fa- or,
3: or, or, or massive spaghetti cabling. But when this story broke uh, the other day, it just lit oh, up. Yes. Uh,
2: yes, 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 yes. <laughs> And, I uh, know what this story is going to be now uh, do you know because Nev signed me up for this so because he, he knew I would find it amusing it is I tell you what When I'm, this is too much information I know but when I'm in the bath there is nothing better <laughs> than strolling through that particular Facebook page because the stuff on there is fas- fascinating have I shared too much with the group Maybe no there's a,
3: a US one called <laughs> Installation uh, Nightmares I think as well same yes. sort of thing but in the US but uh, uh, anyway so this story featured heavily on, on I the, can imagine. the one in yes. the UK uh, this was on the uh, independent.co.uk website and good old Simon Calder, the travel correspondent, Uh, tells us that tens of thousands of travellers at Gatwick Airport went back to basics on one of the busiest days of the year. In the early hours of Monday morning, a fibre optic cable used by Vodafone to carry flight departure information was severed causing the screens at the Sussex airport to go blank. The latest airport IT failure meant that passengers were directed to their gates by whiteboards and shouted instructions. Amid the confusion, at least 200 passengers missed their flights. Broken monitors and a tiny whiteboard for announcing gates, tweeted one passenger, Elizabeth Humphreys. Thank goodness I have eagle vision and can read messy writing from a distance. extraordinary statement Yes, (laughs) Uh, the problem took at least 12 hours to solve and shortly after 5pm a spokesman for the airport said the issue with Gatwick's digital screens has been resolved and the flight information is being displayed as normal. The airport's manual contingency plan which included displaying information manually in the terminals and having extra staff on hand to help direct passengers worked well and tens of thousands of passengers departed on time Gatwick would like to apologise to any passengers who were inconvenienced by this issue. Uh, whilst Gatwick has two runways they can never be used simultaneously making it effectively the biggest single runway airport in the world and just to clarify that it doesn't really have two runways that can be used you know, properly um, one's basically a standby or emergency runway because it's very narrow and in width right. uh, but the first wave of flights each morning has to get away on time to avoid jeopardising schedules for the remainder of the day some of the 200 plus travellers whose flights left uh, whilst they were trying to find the right gate are reported to have spent hundreds of pounds on alternative flights it goes on uh, but um, yes these are one of those things this is the uh, the feed the flight information display and uh, I, I think most airports handle it in the, in the same sort of way it's a central database but most of this stuff is, is distributed by fiber uh, around the system uh, around the infrastructure and the, the distribution centers within the airport and if someone goes through it with a um, you know a pair of scissors or a pair of set of cutters or <laughs> yeah. worse, uh, then uh, it ain't going to work. So it was surprising there was no uh, immediate backup for that with like a lot of structured yeah. cable. Yeah, or Neil the, yeah. Six, actually Neil Lamborn
1: yeah. uh, makes a, a comment Nev in the chat room that obviously you could obviously still go online and get the departure information on your yes, laptop indeed. or tablet. Yeah. Isn't wouldn't there be a way Nev of the airport having this a system so they could switch to like an online which could be then broadcast onto the screens? Is that not? A- well, what they
3: could have done, what they could have done is just uh, brought. Up, I mean, I don't think that the system is patched that way, but they could have just literally gone to their own website, yeah, uh, to, to display it. Really, couldn't they? That's mm. what I would have done, and I would have actually made sure I've got some sort of connectivity, yeah, uh, to do that. But uh, that's me being clever after the event, which is uh, <laughs> quite normal
2: for me. Indeed, so. yes, indeed. Well, we can. I mean, we can all be that. But uh, I mean, uh, you know, the the IT guy in both you and me, Nev, is literally looking at this story, thinking there must. To have been a better way even if fact, let, let, it's let, down for so long as well yeah, that's interesting, is it. Isn't it? well yeah. and, and also i mean several situations here i mean if you've ever been to the airport i mean the airport wi-fi is usually pretty good uh, 4g even with all those people in the airport is usually pretty good i mean Look, let's be honest. We've got a router here. It, all right. It costs us, what, 130 quid? So yeah. it wasn't cheap. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but it had a 4G dongle in it. And a, a, a bar, barring a minor glitch that we had uh, sort of about halfway through the show, it basically enabled us to do a full, sort of, you know, high quality, you know, H, HD broadcast from, from the, the middle of an airfield. Yeah. You know, yes. I, I mean, <laughs> surely with that kind of connectivity, you're on the outskirts of London. I know, all right. Yes, it is a pain when the fibre goes down. And as you say, it's probably not wired or configured in, in, in a way that would perhaps make it easy. But there must have been a better way. Uh, if, if all the information is still there and it's still working on the website, I mean, because I, I have to confess, I would assumed that, uh, that that information had gone down as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. certainly according to this story, it was saying that it hadn't. Correct, so, yes. I, so I find that, I, I just find that that, I, I can't get my head around it. it would they, have been, need, they needed a know, Nev there. Well, they needed well, a there. Yeah. I'm
3: sure they'll have one of those lessons learned meetings. Yes. Uh, yes that'll they. be a treat yeah, for them, so, won't yeah. it? Yeah. So, <laughs> the next story, moving on,
1: is on the travelandleisure.com website. And uh, it's good news for those of you. Who want to travel uh, between Europe and the US? Because budget airline Primera Air announces uh, new routes and $149 fares to Europe. So, do you fancy a European getaway? You're in luck because another European airline is expanding its routes to the and from the US. So you can hop across the pond. Low-cost airline Primera Air has announced uh, new US routes to Europe, mainly to Brussels, Belgium, uh, from Boston, New. Liberty, uh, Washington Airports uh, USA Today Revealed. Uh, If you're ready to plan your trip, you won't have to wait long. One daily flight will begin from Newark Liberty starting in May 2019. And multiple weekly flights from Washington and Boston Logan begin in June, according to uh, USA Today. Uh, Primera also flies to London Stansted and Paris Charles de Gaulle from these cities as well. With the addition of three new routes, Primera will offer the flights to eight European cities across uh, from the U.S., Uh, As I said, the flights on the new routes will begin at $149 one way for passengers coming from Boston and Newark and $199 one way for those coming from Washington. But be forewarned, however, that Primera Air is a budget airline much like WOW and uh, Spirit. This means that services like seat assignments and baggage can incur extra fees. Pay close attention to any fees for services you're going to want to ensure you get the best deal possible. That's quite a good s- bargain, I suppose, for mm. uh, a, for a, a one way fare. Um, obviously, you've got to add your, your your baggage on top of that. But even if you added your baggage on, and it was I don't know another fifty dollars, two hundred dollars for a one way ticket to, um, you know, from the states to to Europe is mm. um, is, is not bad. It's less less than two hundred quid anyway. Yeah. For us, isn't it? yeah, it's not bad value at all. i you reckon
3: yeah, pretty good. Um, I was just booking a flight actually oh. uh, on EasyJet. Not for me, I hasten to add. I was uh, that I've uh, that this, is, this is not an airline I recognise. <laughs> no, so, no, of course, right. yeah, yeah. Um, yes. But it's it just the- one of those things. Uh, this week, when I was booking it for a client that we were uh, we we're taking to uh, an exhibition in Amsterdam on um, in September, and uh, the flight was really good value. You know, sort of 101 pounds return from Gatwick to uh, Amsterdam. Um, but then you wanted to add a bag. Oh, yes, I'll just take a bag. And be, oh, it's 49 pounds. Right. And it, as much you know, as the flight, it, yes. You, you just yes. have to look at these, this yeah. whole fare structure again, uh, where you look at the, the basic fares of something and then you go, oh, we want to take a bag. Oh, we want this. Or we want that. And and very soon those, those headline, uh, fares that are being advertised are rarely achievable unless you're going uh, hand baggage a journey, I would imagine. Yeah,
1: very true. Indeed. So moving on to the next story, and Matt, actually, it's quite a good segue there from Matt Nev talking about easyJet. EasyJet, yes, um, but it's another Ryanair story.
2: Okay, I'm a bit nervous here. I don't think I can play the video because um, I haven't been able to proof listen <laughs> to it, and I'm not sure whether it has been edited, shall we say? But anyway, this is on the Mirror, the Irish Mirror uh, dot code dot. Not, uh, sorry, Irish Mirror dot ie, uh, and and the story is. Hmm. Uh, Ryanair passengers foul-mouthed rant during Tenerife flight before claiming she works for EasyJet. Great news. Uh, A clip filmed by a passenger on the flight from Manchester to Tenerife shows the woman scream, I work for bleeping EasyJet. Right, it's uh, yes. A woman filmed launching a was filmed. Sorry, a woman filmed launching a foul-mouth tirade during a Ryanair flight. claimed she worked for rivals, EasyJet. The furious passenger was captured on camera, camera by a fellow flyer during a flight from Manchester on Friday. During her expletive-filled rant, yeah, I'm definitely not playing the video. Uh, the, the woman can be heard shouting, "I work for effing EasyJet." She uh, repeatedly brands uh, a member of staff as a soft T, whatever one of those is. <laughs> as uh, as he tries to calm her down. Uh, Don't look down your nose at me, she shouts. Uh, she continues, the whole world is sitting here looking at us walking past like pieces of... Something uh, cheeky little something. Uh, work. For, uh, I work for effing EasyJet. Uh, I'm not really quite sure what the point of this story is, but anyway, the clip shows that there is a young child sitting in the row behind her. That's not, that's not acceptable. That's not uh, it's not known uh, whether she actually is employed by EasyJet as she claimed. Uh, the rant was reportedly was reportedly sparked after a woman on the plane called out the passenger for her use of foul language. Uh, it 's um, yeah the person who filmed the incident upon uh, wrote upon twenty minutes to landing she is very loud and swearing a lot due to the drink that she's uh. been consuming a lady uh a lady a few rows back confronts the lady about this and she responded with the hateful abuse you can see in this video. A representative for EasyJet told Mirror Online, We have no information to suggest that the individual in this video is an EasyJet member of staff. A spokesman for Ryanair said that a customer on this flight became disruptive on board and was warned of their behaviour by our crew. We will not tolerate unruly or disruptive behaviour at any time and the safety and comfort of our passengers, crew and aircraft is our
1: number one priority. Nor unacceptable behavior now we covered with cover when we cover story mm. enough every week about it the this demon kind of drink isn 't it again and it's the demon drink again, but it's you know we there needs to be a, a precedent set now as to what the kind of uh, punishment will be for this. Kind you See, of thing.
2: The, the issue I have with this, and I, 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 you know, I'd like to think probably Neville will agree with me as well on this one. Is, is yeah. like the thing is, is I, I, it's the only time when I go on holiday where I might have a a pint at six a.m. in the morning. Now I don't drink twenty of them. I just, it's just that you know, I just like. It sounds like she might have a
1: pint of vodka. I think.
2: Well, I don't really care what the beverage <laughs> that she had. She obviously had too much, much, and is a muppet. But she's in danger because I know there, I know there was a story on the news this this week i think might even yesterday or the day before where they're talking about regulating the amount that you you know like regulating what you can have in the airport and and again it's this same old story the minority spoiling it for the majority because virtually everybody who flies isn't a muppet do you know what I mean? And they'll, they'll enjoy a couple of pints, uh, you know. I mean, I, as a nervous flyer, I've, to be honest with you, I find it rather handy to be able to go and have a couple of pints before I get on the plane. I know I'm not supposed to, blah, blah, blah. I know, I know the, the story. But, you know... That's so what we're saying. Give her a fine? Give her a fine? No. Banner.
1: Oh, a banner. Okay.
2: I think... I, I, I've said this before, haven't I? What, it, what do we reckon, Bungi- what do you reckon chat room? A oh, fan? No.
1: A bit a fan? a fan a fan yeah a no, fine
2: a, a fine or a ban or a ban basically. what are we going to say yeah. fine or ban yes Let's see what the chat room says. <laughs> i've got a, i've got a message from from, from our, our, our cabin crew friend here that is questioning whether all puppets he's saying all passengers aren't muppets question mark question mark question mark i think that's very rude uh, <laughs> 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 charming owen thanks
1: jess uh, Bra- braithwaite yeah. in the chat room has said that she doesn't work for EasyJet. she works for in the easy, jet. good
2: point. Good point. They're yes, that's a good point. Yeah, good, totally um, different. But, but my, my as I say, I, I, I think I've mentioned this before, haven't I? In Bungie, in, in Bungie town Centre, we have something called Pub Watch. And basically, if you get banned from one pub, you get banned from all. And I do think that in the UK, they should have a joined up ban fly list. Mm, and I think if yeah. you're on that banned list, you should be, you know, whether I don't know who would have to administer it, or whether it could perhaps be done by Border Force. Micah or, says ban yeah i think Ben. what do you reckon nev well the trouble with this is and i think all these ideas are
3: marvelous um but of course a lot of these flights are just within the uk obviously there, there are some yeah. overseas ones too but of course you know you haven't got all the customs business and all the rest of it so you're probably checking in uh with your hand luggage only so you won't you know, people say oh well shouldn't they sort it out at check-in well you've already checked in online probably uh and you've you're going through security and our security don't care that much because as long as you're not taking anything illegal or nasty onto the aircraft they're not employed by the airline uh so off you go to the departure gate and as long as you are you know fairly sensible at the departure gate you'll you'll get on the flight um and but this is where it all goes wrong because by the time people actually get on uh, the, the, the flight they've already had three four five pints or or whatever <laughs> it is and so they're already tanked up uh before they've begun and this is where it goes wrong and uh but uh, unfortunately this the um we do have a bit of a culture now don't we certainly in the uk of this kind of behavior and i I have seen it happen in other countries too but we do seem to suffer from this binge drinking thing which uh it seems to affect all ages i i you know, you read about it in the papers and think, oh, it's only, you know, 18, 19-year-olds. But it's not. It's people uh, well into their 50s and 60s that, mm. that get up to it as well. So, until, until it says but, bad. yeah, I think the, the punishment has to be harder. which yeah, really.
2: I think so. Well, yeah. well and, because basically what they're doing at the moment, you know, whatever, whatever it is that they're doing at the moment is clearly not working. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, a stern stern reprimand or sort of telling them off when they land is not working. So, you know, you, you almost need a, a sort of, I know it sounds, I hate to, to use the word set an example, but you almost need somebody to do, you know, people to start getting banned and things like that because of what uh what is occurring you know I, I just i don't know i think i think the time has come to, to set well, examples. The,
3: the um the law is already in place you know if you are um you have the potential to endanger the f- uh, flight safety which by having excessive alcohol you would be uh, obviously it's yeah. the captain's call as well yeah it is yeah. Um, but of course the captain is dealing with so much other stuff he has to rely on the um discretion and the sensible behavior of the gate staff yes and when you're trying to board 180 people onto a a 737 or whatever it is yeah um let's say 737 800
2: yes it's a problem isn't it yeah it is yeah, I, I don't know, but is again you see this is this is the thing. I know we keep talking about it, but it's like you know, but stopping people from, you know, limiting the amount of alcohol you can have in the airport is not fair to the absolutely everyone apart from this tiny minority. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That that's my frustration with it. You know, I get why everybody's saying, oh, I think there should be a blanket ban, and you should only be, you know, you know, or or make alcohol more expensive, or. You know, it's just like it's just like, mm. Sorry, uh, Owen's uh, not being very helpfully because I, I said that you got any comment. He said, "Drunk passengers create far too much paperwork, time, and hassle." Right? Well said. Owen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah.
1: I don't like them. Was his answer? Mm. Yeah. So Nev, yeah, the next story is a special story for uh, Brian Coleman. Uh, yes, no. of course, <laughs> and uh, it's where I go for all my
3: aviation news. It's the Express. Oh, store. what a treat! Uh, nice. uh, website and. Uh, Actually, you know, I'm going to comment on this at the end of it, but I quite like this story because it says United Airlines asked to start charging passengers for economy seats. At the front of the plane when wanting to reserve them despite them having no extra legroom or perks in comparison united Air- airlines will be implementing the new seat cost changes later this year economy seats at the front of the plane will now be available at a price for passengers despite them having no extra perks such as additional legroom they are preferred by some due to being able to get off the plane first. The prices for these seats have not yet been released. Uh, United Airlines told Express, uh, beginning later this year at the time of booking, select standard economy seats close to the front of the aircraft behind Economy Plus will be available for corporate preferred elite customers and United Mileage Plus Premier free of charge. If these seats are not filled, they will be opened for all customers to select at check-in free of charge. These preferred seats will be available for purchase for all other customers at the time of booking. Uh, UK flights such as Ryanair and EasyJet charge for all seats with prices starting from £4. Many budget airlines do this to keep the cost down, with passengers being given random seat allocation when checking in for free. BA passengers were accused uh, of also making families pay uh, £20 for seats or risk being separated. BA responded at the time saying, we will always prioritise seating for families travelling with children and customers with special needs. The seat reservation charge by United Airlines is just one of the announcements made by them this year. Well, of course I did this once, and I thought, oh, I just fancy being at the front. I don't mind paying a, you know, a few extra quid, and I was so chuffed, and I, I'm a bit of an aviation snob, as you know, when it comes to this kind of thing. I don't <laughs> I mind don't, admitting don't. it. And, uh, we, we pulled up to the gate, I was just uh, finishing my, uh, I think it was a glass of Merlot, I think it was, and some caviar, probably. Um, but then we, they said, oh, we're going to, we're going to um, deplane from the rear, unfortunately, because the, uh, the gate's not working. So I had to wait <laughs> for every single person oh, to get on no. before I could get off. Oh, so, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Money well spent
4: Slightly yes. embarrassed. Yes. But oh, um,
3: never mind. I can see people paying for this, I must yeah. say. Uh, I don't know what the premium would be, but I, I think some people might do it.
1: They've actually got a survey on the website there. I don't know if you uh, clicked on the survey there, but Express Express Lifestyle done a survey. And the question they asked on their website was, when you book a flight, uh, do you pay for seat reservations? Uh, The answer was, uh, no, i just wait to be given a free seat when I check in. Or the other one was, yes, I like to choose which seat is mine. It was a bit of a kind of even keel, really, on there, because 47%... Uh, have clicked uh, no. They'll just wait to have a seat when they arrive. Right. Okay. And fifty-three percent said yes. I'd like to choose which seat is mine. So it's quite yeah, quite, quite sort even of... yeah, quite even sort of size I mean, because
2: we're we're fairly used to sort of having to pay for our seats. Well, I, I suppose it's even to us. It's fairly new, isn't it, with the likes of Ryanair and EasyJet um, yeah, well, sort I of mean, doing you, stuff you, like that. With it's... with
1: the short haul stuff, it, it, you know, you're yeah. paying for, to reserve
2: yeah. seats is... because because BA don't do this at the moment, do they, Nev?
3: Oh, they do. Yes, I mean, oh. if you're, um, uh, I don't have to pay for seat reservation because I'm a of silver card holder, but I well, think you do if you are bronze or rust oh. or something oh, below dear. that. You know. um, <laughs> wow!
4: But th- 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 those seat <laughs>
3: reservation prices, I tell you what, they are they are quite eye-watering, and you just you book your fare, and you, oh, that's a really good price. Oh, I fancy a window seat. Yeah. Uh, you know, perhaps about ten A something like that, and then you go and click on it. And if it's an emergency seat as well, it could be sixty six. Uh, to, to reserve the seat, so uh, really? there's a lot of money to be made in that sector for yeah. people that, that yeah. want to pay for it. Yeah. I'm yeah. a great
1: believer in the the wonderful website called Seat Guru. Guru, yes, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that. You know, put your flight number in, put your airline in, gives you the seat plan mm. and the aircraft. <laughs>
2: I must must confess confess that every time I've done any kind of flying, actually, it's been done for me by someone else, because someone else has always been making the booking, so (laughs) they've already decided where I'm sitting. (laughs) In the brig. Yeah, absolutely. In the brig? Oh, (laughs) dear, in the dark. Somewhere in the dark and lonely castle, castle. yes. (laughs) So moving
1: on to uh, the next story, and uh, this is on the travelandleisure.com website. And the headline is, Why Delta is Adding... New seat back screens mm. while other airlines are getting rid of them. Mm. So, it's something we've covered in the past about airlines, um, some airlines removing seat back entertainment screens obviously to save weight. Uh, yes, yes, a lot yes, yes. well, everybody's lighter. got their tablets, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, true. so as long as That's you've got
2: true. decent Wi Fi inside, yeah. you know.
1: So, in, in an era when it seems like perks are constantly disappearing from planes, uh, there is some, exi- uh, existence, ugh, some reassurance uh, when airlines decide to keep a staple of the cabin experience. In a press release last week, Delta Airlines announced it had installed a seatback entertainment system on its 600th aircraft. Delta now wow. says it has more aircraft with seatback screens than any other airline in the world. Uh, the figure underscores Delta's desire to keep passengers entertained in multiple ways with seat-back screens. Customers don't have to choose between using their phones or watching a movie. Uh, the airline's chief marketing officer said in a statement whether they want to work, relax, or a little bit of both. And we want to give our customers the ability to choose and make the most of their time in flight. Delta Studio, the in-flight entertainment system works on seat back screens and personal devices. Last year Delta introduced free messaging via Wi-Fi on board. Earlier this year Delta, uh, an executive said the airline was specifically considering ways to replicate a passengers life on the ground with more and more media at their fingertips. Delta wants flying to have the same convenience as texting friends on your phone while streaming Netflix on your computer. They believe that strongly in having the Nexus screen for power customers in the seat back, uh, Andrew Wingrove, Delta's managing director for product strategy and customer experience, told the New York Times. Earlier this year, JetBlue restyled its cabins for more passenger connectivity, including a new in-flat entertainment system, high-definition seatback TVs, and in-seat power outlets with USB ports and continued free gate-to-gate uh, fly-high high-speed internet, according to a press release. While some travellers may relish the idea of being entertained in flight without draining their device's battery, some airlines bark at the cost of installing seat-back screens. One airline consulting firm estimated that the cost of installing and maintaining seatbacks entertainment screens can reach up to $10,000 per seat. Per seat? No, don't be ridiculous. Both American and United Airlines have begun eliminating seatback entertainment to cut costs. However, about 70% of airline passengers said they prefer watching in flight entertainment and out on seatback screens than any other form of streaming, according to a recent Apex Global Passenger Survey. While seatback screens may not be the most pressing in flight issue for all passengers is likely to set the airlines and Delta and JetBlue apart from the cost-conscious competitors. Mm. Now, I can see why uh, the airline Delta has done this. I mean, we travelled back on a, on a Delta Seven Six Seven Three Hundred 300 a few years mm. back, and um, the, en- the seat-back entertainment system on that particular aircraft was... Um, dated dated right. um, <laughs> okay they were, That's a I think they were lcd displays they were um not actually, not the greatest
2: actually coming back from um pittsburgh not pittsburgh the other one uh, new york and uh, that that i mean again it was a little four by three like lcd linear mm. sort of thing that I, 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 I is that where
1: remember. you poke the screen and all the all the uh, I didn't and touch it well no because
2: it was like you press the button down here and oh, it was yeah. it was five linear TV channels that you were able to choose from or eight audio channels uh, I opted for audio channels and slept all the way home <laughs> that was that was my option yes because uh, a short haul is it's is so commonplace not to have any kind no, of no, IFE no, now no, isn't it it's so no. normal I mean it, presumably like with a lot of the flights that you do Nev. I mean I don't suppose there's IFE is there
3: uh, no, for the most part, certainly, um not on the short haul sectors uh, the flights you know two or three hours within europe uh very rare yes that 's right so um, but um no and, and again, people are bringing their own stuff aren 't they their own iPads and what have you so've got their yeah
2: own see, i see i think phones. that i think that 's more the way forward is actually um you know, just literally. Surely that is the way forward. Just getting, uh, you know, a decent sort of like because you don't need connectivity outside of the network, do you? You just need to be able to stream that, and you know, get enough concurrent connections on whichever system it is that they're using. That's got to be cheaper than than hardwiring loads of screens and and, and, and all also, that kind of thing. I
1: mean, let's be honest here. To to get a half decent tablet mm. nowadays, you're not going to blow. They're the not bank expensive. No, no, no,
2: not no. like they used to be. No. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's one of those, isn't it? I don't know what to uh, don't know what to suggest really, you know.
1: Oh no, we're just I'm just reading the chat room actually. They're oh, are discussing you, yes? various Can things in the uh, in the chat What room. are they saying? It's it's barbecue talk and stuff like that. Oh, is that so, what we like yeah, barbecue talk? We, we yes. Do really like barbecue Don't you
2: making talk, me hungry. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on to the next story. Yeah, and, the next story uh, actually
1: Matt, it's uh, it's good news. Yeah, Finally.
2: Uh, we, yes, okay. Uh <laughs> the Irish Examiner is the website and uh so it's irishexaminer.com and the headline is agreement reached between pilots and Ryanair. An agreement has been reached between Ryanair and Irish-based pilots. Talks between the airline and pilots union Forza began yesterday and ended at 7.30am this morning after a 22-hour negotiating session. The uh, proposed agreement will now go to ballot with a recommendation for acceptance from Forza and its Ryanair pilot representatives. The union has been asked by facilitator Kieran Mulvey to take no public comment while the ballot is conducted. Oh, so presumably the the deal is being put out to to the members. Is that correct? To For them to decide whether whether to accept it or not. So, in a statement, Ryanair confirmed that an agreement had been reached with Forza and its Irish-based pilots' committee. Ryanair said that it will uh, the, the Ryanair said that it will the proposals. Hmm, great English. <laughs> Ryanair said that it will the proposals to its board in due course. I think they mean will send the proposals to its board in due course after pilots have voted and signed the agreement. Also, it said that mediator Kieran Mulvey had asked both sides to refrain from making further comment and that the airline will respect its wishes. Around 100 Irish-based Ryanair pilots took part in five days of strike action throughout the summer in a dispute over seniority, base transfers and annual leave. Uh, Thousands of passengers across Ireland and Europe were affected by flight cancellations as 24-hour pickets were also held in Germany, Sweden, Belgium and the Netherlands. The Irish Travel Agents Association, the ITAA, have welcomed today's announcement saying it was relieved that the agreement will stand for the long term. Uh, Pat Dawson, CEO of the ITAA, said since the industrial dispute was announced, thousands of holidaymakers have faced uncertainty in travel plans and often incurred additional costs during the peak tourism season. Uh, Paramount to the ITAA members is a continued reliable service for holidaymakers and we look forward to an improved travel experience for our customers flying with Ryanair. We are hoping that both the pilots' ballot and the Ryanair board will support the stipulations reached by the negotiating parties as soon as possible, he said. It'll be interesting to know what the uh, deal actually ends up being, doesn't it? So, do
1: you fancy knowing how much the pilots are paid? Yes. Because actually, believe it or not, on the careers part of Ryanair's website, they actually publish their rates of pay for their captains and FOs. Do they? Okay. So, any ideas, uh, Nev, how much uh, you could get as a captain for Ryanair?
3: I'm going to say 110,000 euros. Ooh,
1: that's a good guess. Yeah, I'm going to say 90,000. <laughs> that's going for the worse. Yeah. Well, so a, uh, so a captain could, potentially, uh, with uh, Ryanair, be on a hundred and fifty-six thousand one hundred and fifty euros, which okay. in the current What's exchange rate money? is one hundred and forty-one thousand pounds. That's not bad. Uh, in dollars, that equates for our US listeners to one hundred and eighty-one thousand okay. dollars.
2: So, how does that compare to um, your average pilot
1: salary? Then, we'll we're to be have to find out, aren't we? Really? Yes. Okay. So, if you're uh, an FO. First officer with yes. Ryanair. Uh, come on, Nev. FO, what are we saying? I, I suppose it
3: depends on the hours, doesn't it? The experience, the seniority. Um, I would imagine... This, what, this is for new joiners. End new joiners. salary. This is it's new new,
1: new guys joining as FOs.
3: Oh, new. Uh, well, I would say... Fiver?
2: <laughs>
3: 60,000 euros.
2: Really? Ooh, Gosh, is it, is it really that, that? much lower um I'm going to I do you know I'm going to go what what was the the captain's figure 100, A 141, 141. 141 so I'm going to go back I'm going to go with 110 I'm going to go with Nev's first answer 110
1: Was that euros or pounds? Euros. Euros. Yeah. Okay so FOs uh, new joiners um based at Dublin uh you'll give on beyond 78,000 euros which equates to 70,000 pounds sterling or if you're okay. in the US that's $90,000. Okay. What do you reckon, Nev? How, how does that sound?
3: Well, of course, the headline numbers are great, aren't they? Uh, yes. But of course, there's lots of <laughs> yeah terms and conditions, and you know, you've got to buy your own uniform and all that business. Yeah. Pay, yeah, pay the, for your own training, that. and they yeah. probably don't. You know, if you think about the training, it's a, it's a mortgage, isn't it, for most people? So paying yeah. for your own training.
1: I think They, they the do actually day, on their website. Up, this this is this is funny. You, you'll love this, Nev. On the website. They are quite happy putting on their website on this uh, contracts page that uh, we pay 22% more than Norwegian, we pay 27% more than Norwegian for FOs, and we pay 22% more than Jet 2.
2: Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there we go. Yes, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, but, uh, I mean. See, this is the thing. I, I can give you a list of people who, who I know who have all flown with Jet 2, who all have nothing but nice things to say about their experience that they've had with Jet 2, even, even though some of them have been delayed.
1: <laughs> Neil Lanworn says, I bet it says somewhere up to. Up to, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. This is it. It'll be in the, be, be in the paperwork there somewhere, won't oh, it? Oh, dear. So
1: there, oh, there, a, bit, dear. a bit of food for thought there. Maybe, yeah, definitely. The so, Nev, <laughs> moving on, the next story is uh, one for you.
3: Yes, it's all about the queen of the skies, the Boeing 747. And uh, this is on the uh, UK Business Insider website. And uh, airliners are using these five planes to replace the Boeing 747. Uh, And the jumbo jet's days as a passenger plane, of course, are numbered. And uh, once the go to passenger jet for airlines around the world, it's uh, destined to live out its days as a cargo jet. The future of the 747 is in the cargo business, the vice, Boeing vice president said at the Farnborough Air Show. And according to Boeing, of 42,730 passenger jets, customs are expected to order over the next 20 years, only 60 will be aircraft similar in size to the jumbo jet. That works out to three Boeing 747-8s, or Airbus A380s a year. Uh, And even then, they are mostly expected to be VIP transports. So through July, Boeing has just uh, 22 unfilled orders for the 747, and all of them are for the cargo variant. Over the past decade, Boeing did manage to sell... 47 747 uh, that are currently in service with Air China, Korean Air and Lufthansa. Korean Air and Lufthansa operate both the 747 and the rival According to Lufthansa Group CEO Carsten Spohr, uh, the decision to operate the 747 instead of smaller aircraft has to do with the amount of room the plane affords its premium cabin. No airline in the world sells as many premium seats as Lufthansa, Spohr told us in a recent interview. When we talk about an XL aircraft, we need 100 first and business class seats, which nobody else has. That's why we operate the Dash 8 on routes where others operate the Boeing he added. Unfortunately, there are way more airlines retiring their 747 fle- fleets than there are adding to them. Last year, both Delta and United sent their ageing 747 fleets to the scrapyard, marking the first time in nearly five decades that no US network carrier will fly passengers in a jumbo jet. So, smaller and more affordable twin jets, like the Boeing 777, have taken over as the industry's passenger-carrying workhorses. Their ability to deliver great range and performance at a fraction of the 747's operating costs makes them virtually unbeatable. The Boeing 747-8i lists for $402.9 million, whilst the 8 Freighter is a few hundred grand more, at 403.6 million, sadly, this means the writing's on the wall, and the Queen of the Skies will likely go out with a whimper rather than a bang. So, a mm. quick closer look at the planes uh, airlines, which uh, sorry, the sorry, the planes airlines that are being used to replace the 747 jumbo jet Um, so uh, uh, they list various uh, aircraft here but the 777-300ER is uh, one of them uh, which United are running uh, Air New Zealand, Cathay Pacific Japan Airlines uh, Air France and KLM they've all selected the 777-300ER to take over the 747's former routes and it's all about uh, economics isn't it? and the running costs
2: Indeed, well, and of course it has to be, doesn't it, in this day and age? I mean, this is the thing they've got to try and, uh, you know, it's uh, this is why, um, like, you know, things like the A380, again, it's the same thing, isn't it? That's why it's not uh, doing as well as perhaps they'd hoped, is just because of the sheer costs involved in, in running it, you know, four engines versus versus two, et cetera, yeah. you know? Yeah,
1: a I'm so glad that got, we got the chance to fly the 747-400 a few years back to Vegas mm. because at least I did tick I've ticked that box, you know. Tick I've, the box, yeah. Yeah, I've been on the Queen. You've you've flown the Queen in the Skies, haven't you nev? I have, yes. Yeah. And um the the 200, 300 and 400
3: series. Mm-hmm. Um and oh. then uh, on Tuesday I'm flying the 767 from um, Heathrow to Edinburgh and back. And then I'm doing the same for an Amsterdam flight, as I mentioned later in September, and that'll be the one of the last seven six seven flights they'll be flying on BA before they retire them at the end
1: of the year. Really,
2: wow. Okay.
1: So the next story is on uh, the CTV News dot ca, and uh, the headline: Airline touts passenger wellness as it launches its longest flight. The airline uh, that will be operating the world's longest flight, we remember we talked about this uh, a few episodes back, uh, released uh, details of its new in flight wellness itinerary. Okay, that, Good. Can right. we just say that has
3: never been a word, and I would like to meet the person <laughs> that has tried to introduce that word wellness in the v- yes. vocabulary.
2: <laughs> See, I, I know wellness. Uh, as a as a brand uh, of um, something that you would have, uh, you, like your tablets or, or supplements that you would take. I know wellness as as that as a brand. Yes, <laughs> irritating. Yes, sorry. yes, yeah. You're not a fan of the word, then, Nev? Oh no. <laughs> So for Nev's wellness uh, itinerary in- danger danger <laughs> which
1: includes sleep stretching and nutritional strategies oh, designed right. to reduce the effects of jet lag of course because when our onboard the nonstop Singapore Airlines flight between Singapore and New York yes. uh, come o- in October, passengers will b- have brought a one-way ticket to an 18 hour 45 minute journey in the skies in a pressurized cabin breathing recycled air right for the wellness (laughs) program, the carrier partnered with experts at Canyon Ranch, best known for their health Mm spas and wellness resorts in the US, to develop a sleep strategy, stretching exercises and in-flight food offerings. For the menu, Canyon Ranch's chefs and nutritionists focused on nutrition and hydration and came up with a set menu that includes a prawn kebysh, appetizer served with orange and cucumber grapefruit scallions and bell peppers followed by a main course of organic chicken and spiralized zucchini paparadel with glazed yes, yeah, tomatoes yeah, yeah, and uh, in a lemon vinaigrette uh, y- y- your wife behind you is, is,
2: is dribbling at the at the whole idea of the whole, it just sounds delightful no, no, I, You'd rather have a bottle of champagne, right? Yes, Um, of course you would. Dessert is uh, (laughs) a
1: blueberry-topped lemon angel food cake. That sounds nice. Oh, okay. Passengers can also consult guided Mm. stretching exercises devised by Canyon Ranch. And also via their personal in-flight entertainment system, they can also access the videos to show how to do these particular exercises. Very good. It's
2: very good. Uh, can I just interject there slightly? Yes. Actually, on the subject of wellness, here uh, uh, Lee, who who everybody met at the barbecue of the week, just, he's just yes. saying that this that this current uh, this, this is currently helping him with his wellness. Nev, there we are. I thought you might approve. What? Yeah. <laughs> See, there we go. Yeah. So good choice. Good yeah. Choice, a a good, good, choice. good good choice there, Lee. Yes, yeah. absolutely. says so the Shipyard American IPA. Look, there yeah. we are. Oh, is That's it nice? nice. Yeah. yeah very oh, nice. hello. Hello, he's had it before. There we are.
1: So lighter <laughs> settings on the aircraft have also been designed to improve cabin ambiance rest and relaxation. Is it compulsory to say it? Ambiance. <laughs> ambiance. So right. the flight is going to be operated by the a 350 900 ULR or ultra long range aircraft. It will be configured in a two class layout business class and premium economy cabins. Singapore Airlines will be the first to operate the A350 900 ULR. The wellness program will also roll out for non stop flights between Singapore and Los Angeles and San Francisco. Los Angeles. Los yes. yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's safe to say if you're going to fly Singapore I'll tell you what we laugh but honestly it's Singapore Airlines is one of those airlines I really 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 want need, I need to, to go somewhere yeah. and fly with Singapore because they have such good reviews and obviously they win an award every. Time ten go. minutes. Every yeah. ten minutes, they win some top ten. You
2: mean, you see, I, I'm desperate to fly with Emirates for exactly the same reason. Because oh, e- e- even even Oh, have you? Have you flown? Oh, 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 have you? Oh, listen I mean, to, to you. I mean, listen to him.
3: Uh, have you? Have you ever had the pleasure, Nev? Emirates. Uh, let me think. I think I did. Yes, it was a three, a three thirty two hundred. I think it was that not on Emirates in two thousand and six? And how was the experience? Uh, not bad. I was in the cheap seats, um, oh, right. but it was okay actually. Yeah, not. not the, the, bad yeah. Well, and cost. this
2: is what everybody's saying. Even, the, even, even yeah. the economy, if you like, in, uh, even, the, even their economy and stuff is. And, and I think it's the same reason why people are excited about about Singapore. It's the same, isn't it? You get that yeah. same sort of, you know, you get a higher end sort of. Um, uh, experience, if you like, a, oh, yeah, economy 100%, 100%, experience than you would uh, with, yeah. with than, than you would say with flying any other airline. Let's say, anyways.
1: Put it this <laughs> way: I've never I've never got off an Emirates flight and been hungry. Right? Okay. Well, that's that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, they they do f- fee, uh, feed you and uh, feed you and water. You with okay. uh, with plenty of uh,
2: cabin stuff, crew must be so, very tired by the end of it. Yeah, they <laughs> They have good, to work quite hard. Yes. Ah, cool. uh, well, never well, mind. No, no, no. Yes. Next so, story.
1: Next story is for you, Matt. This one is. It? is uh, this one is on the is Global
2: Times, yeah. I believe. Yes. There so this go. is the Global Times, and the headline is Airbus weighs new long-range A three twenty one. So this is the plan. Latest move is in its battle with Boeing for two hundred two hundred and seventy seat segment.
1: Whatever that means. So it's, a, it's basically, Matt. It's the two airlines. You got Air, yes. Air, 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 Air manufacturers, Airbus and Boeing. No, I've and heard of those. I know but what they're t- listening. <laughs> they're trying. They're obviously trying. They're in competition to produce these narrow, these single aisle right. Uh, aircraft. Right. Okay. But, um, As you'll probably see, Airbus is slightly ahead of the game.
2: Are they right? Okay, it's uh, actually we we haven't had any figures come out yet uh, about Farnborough, have we? About who got the most, who who got who did better? Because there's there's always this rivalry, isn't there, at Farnborough about whether it was Boeing or Airbus that did better. Uh, I want to say Airbus, just because they were so much more prominent, weren't they? Especially with that, uh, well, the with the A380 and and, and the A350 doing your yeah. display and yeah. stuff. Anyway, right. So that's I'm slightly off uh, subject here. So anyway, so as I say, GlobalTimes.cn, and it says an Airbus. Airbus is considering adding extra endurance to its longest range uh, version of its A321 passenger jet in a further effort to pre- uh, preempt a potential new mid market jet being studied. By US rival Boeing Industry Sources says. So a new version called the A321XLR. Ooh hello (laughs) that's a microphone adapter isn't it? Uh, anyway, uh, is the latest uh, study on the drawing board in a battle of wits as both jet makers battle for supremacy in the 200 to 270 seat segment uh, valued by analysts at hundreds of billions of dollars over the next 20 years the newly proposed A321XLR would carry extra fuel and expand the range of the A321LR L-craft, which presumably means long range, which recently claimed a long-distance record for single-aisle jets in testing. The sources said asking not to be named as the idea remains highly confidential. It is expected to be aimed at North American carriers whose ordering decisions could be decisive as uh, Boeing weighs up whether to go ahead with plans for a new middle-of-the-market aircraft. We do not comment on our product policy," an Airbus spokesman said. Noting that Airbus has 80% of sales in the A321 category, the spokesman added, we are under no pressure. So Airbus has been heavily outselling Boeing in the lower end of the 200-270 to 270 seat segment with the new single-aisle A321, while Boeing has been dominating at the upper end with strong sales of the 787 Dreamliner at the expense of Airbus the Airbus A330neo uh, this is the space into which Boeing proposes launching its 220-270 to 270 seat mid-market jet, a hybrid with the twin-aisle cabin of a wide-body jet but with the smaller cargo space of a single-aisle plane thanks to a novel shape designed to fly more efficiently. Airbus has been toying with several proposals to extend the A321's advantage and try to limit the impact of Boeing's new plane or even prompt its rival to abandon the idea entirely. So Airbus says that the A321 long-range airplane, due to enter service this year, will have a maximum range of 4,000 nautical miles, that's around about 7,400 kilometres. Boeing says that the 737 MAX 10, the largest member of its competing 737 family, has a range of 3,300 nautical miles. Uh, I won't go on, basically, but you you get the gist, essentially. So they're, they're toying with the idea of flirting with an A321XLR. So yeah, well, exactly. you'll be able to plug your radio mic in directly, Nev. That's good news, isn't yes, it? Yes. That'll be great, won't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely,
1: straight in. Yeah. But so the three the three, twenty one is uh, is very similar in kind of size to the seven five seven, right? Your favourite aircraft, Matt. <laughs> um, the only, the uh, the difference in seating is actually I I didn't realise it is quite that much, but the the one class seating layout that Airbus can do with the three twenty one is a maximum seating of two hundred and thirty six passengers while a seven th- uh, 5 seven, uh, 300 can seat 243 oh. um, uh, going back, sorry
2: sorry to interrupt going back to what we were talking about a moment ago um, actually um, somebody in the chat Andy Wilson says Matt Farmer orders for Boeing 675 7, ish and Airbus 430 ish Ooh. Ooh, so Boeing might have won then Oh Just a little bit, yeah. Mm. Anyway,
1: carry on. Nev, what's uh, coming up for the last story now with Flight Global? I'm going to
3: dedicate this entire story to the
1: top chap, Glenn Tower, oh, because okay. he talks
3: about Air New Zealand and Airbus in the same story. So he'll be very pleased about that. And uh, this is uh, the story about uh, Air New Zealand has committed to add seven more Airbus A321 NEOs to its fleet between 2020 and and 2024 airline chief financial officer jeff mcdowell said that it entered into a commitment with airbus earlier in the month for the additional jets which will become of Part of its domestic fleet, three will be delivered in 2020, and two each in 22 and 24. This is separate from the existing order of NEOs that will be arriving shortly for deployment on the uh, Transatman and Pacific Island networks. He adds, Flight Fleet's Analyzer shows that, excluding today's announcement, the carrier has nine A320 NEOs and eight. A321 Neos on your order. The first of those aircraft, powered by Pratt & Whitney PW1100G engines, will be delivered in December. In the meantime, the carrier has flagged that th- uh, three leased A321 CEOs in its Transatoman fleet will be transferred to its domestic fleet, taking that to 20 aircraft. From 2020, these older leased aircraft will be replaced on a one-for-one swap with larger A321 NEOs, which will provide efficient growth, adds McDowell. Air New Zealand has also pushed back delivery of one of its A320 NEOs from 2020 to 2022, as it focuses on gaining greater utilisation, from its short-haul international fleet. The carrier also confirmed that it will now take an additional Boeing 777-200 on lease to help cover schedule issues due to ongoing inspections of the trent 1000 engines that's powering its 787-9 fleets and today the carrier has taken an ex-singapore airlines 777-200 on lease from boeing capital while it has also sourced a dash 300 er from eva air the carrier has not stated where the other 777-200 is being leased from
1: they're actually uh, due to phase out their 200 uh, series seven sevens uh, in 2023 there New mm. Zealand. Yes. But yeah. uh, no, they have got 11 uh, 787-9s. Whether they're actually flying or not is another thing, but um, mm. they, <laughs> they have got it 11 might, of them. It might be on the ground, yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah.
2: yeah. Is, is, this, is this over this whole engine f- f- debacle? Yeah,
1: again? I don't know whether that's been sorted out yet or not, Nev. The, this, well, it's uh, ongoing, isn't it? And yeah. I think, although... Things are improving,
3: and you read in the press about mm-hmm. all sorts of things to do with the uh, the Trent 1000 series engine. Um, it's going to take a while, and yeah. as long as it's taking a while, then people will have to do uh, wet leasing of aircraft from, yeah. from other places. Um, certainly British Airways are still doing that, and, and a number of others uh, as well, I believe. It was indeed, uh, and of course
2: yeah. the, the, the people we saw at uh, Farnborough where, where they would just taken delivery of their A380 must be rubbing their hands together with glee as a result of all i tell you what, there's that. been stories,
1: yeah. uh, quite a few stories in the last few weeks actually now, that high fly A380 yes. that we saw at Farnborough has been, you know, it's been, definitely been used. been used. Oh, oh yeah, by, yeah. Uh, by uh, airlines, and um, so.
4: they
3: were being, when I, and um, we'll run the interview actually, um, w- which we did there um, in a few weeks time, but um, they were being a little bit coy about how much utilisation they were going to get. And, of course, they, they've timed it absolutely perfectly. Of cool, <laughs> haven't they? they? They've got all these, uh, you know, Dash 9 problems with the, the Trent 1000 engine. Yeah. So, suddenly, people are going to want a big aircraft operating to uh, major destinations yeah so absolutely with the range that they've
2: got with that yeah. i yeah. mean they, they, they've they you know the whole reason they need these aircraft in the first place is because they have demand for the route and suddenly these these planes are out of action yeah. i mean it, yeah. it's uh, as you say they couldn't have timed it more perfect high fly couldn't have timed it more perfectly they tried really had they yeah absolutely <laughs> so that's where we
1: bring the yeah. commercial news segment of the show to a close uh, as you remember we were at Farnborough. Uh, a few uh, weeks back. And uh, Nev, we're going to hand things over to you to introduce the next segment.
3: Yeah, it's a very interesting interview that Al did with the Air League. And the Air League is a charitable aviation or- organization. Based in the uk and they were founded in 1909 so over a hundred years after it was formed the air league's mission to is to enhance national understanding of the importance to the uk of aviation and aerospace and to excite young people's interest in these areas by helping them get involved uh, the air league trust is now the major provider of powered flying ballooning gliding and engineering scholarships and bursaries to young people and disabled veterans and the patron of the air league is prince philip the duke of edinburgh well whilst we're at farnborough uh, al did a very nice job of interviewing tina at the air league and we're going to play that interview right now
5: so here we are then at the air league tent at farnborough and i'm with tina now as many of you know i fly commercially i've been flying the airbus for just on 20 years and I was very lucky in how I was able to get into aviation. but Tina's here to tell us a little bit about how the organisation, the Air League, can ca- help other people to get into aviation. So here's your opportunity oh, thank to sell the Air League. So, uh,
6: so the Air League, uh, if I give a bit of a brief introduction yes, about what the Air League are. So uh, we're an aviation and aerospace charity that was founded in 1909, so we were responsible for the first air cadets, and um, uh, Prince Philip is our patron, so we've got some very royal links, which is fantastic and have had that support for many years. Um, The the Air League is really about uh, promoting aerospace and aviation to young people as well as promoting aviation and aerospace to uh, the government. So uh, we get involved in parliamentary debates and things like that as well as doing the youth side of things. So the scholarship programs are a major part of what we do. We work with inner city schools uh, and and young people across the sector to offer them applying
5: opportunities okay so with regards to the scholarship can you give me a little bit of detail about what that actually involves because as we all know the cost of training in aviation is massive and one of the areas that's been of a personal concern to me is that ever increasingly it's becoming the domain of people with money not necessarily the vocation or or the the heart-driven yeah. desire
6: to fly. Uh, that's and I would wholeheartedly agree with that and, and, and it's something that we're really passionate about breaking down is some of those silos that we've yeah. seen and really starting to promote um, you know a, a career in flying yeah. to you know not just to the select few but to the many. So um, so we both so our scholarship programs essentially they you can start from 16 so 16 year olds can apply for our gliding scholarships um, you know so free gliding basically a school of your choice. You can then uh, proceed on to some of our flying scholarships, uh, so those are 12 hours of free flying at present mm-hmm. at three different training locations, so that's at Wellsbourne, uh Booker and at Tayside Aviation, so we've been working with those three schools very and presumably closely. Presumably
5: there's a, a selection process involved in that. Yeah. Okay, so what sort of things would you want to see from someone before you started doubling out the cash?
6: So I would say a true passion and interest in aviation is at the core of it, you know, I want to see motivation, I want to see that aviation buzz coming from people, that's really important, um, and also some commitment towards it. So although we're, 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 we really want to help people get started in their flying careers, but we also want to see them put it to good use, So it's really important that you um, visit perhaps, especially with flying scholarships, you really think about how they're going to benefit your future career as a pilot or in the aviation industry, Um, you know, and think about some of those, uh, you know, lovely pilot competencies that the EASA has kindly put together yeah. for us and, and how you emulate those those properties.
5: Okay, that's fantastic so if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way of accessing the information in more detail?
6: So I would say through our website is the best thing, so there's a, um, there's a way of getting in touch uh, so it's uh, uh You can also email us on info at um, and we'll be able to provide you with further details, so um, yeah, please get in touch, we'll always look for new members so not only do we offer the scholarship packages to people but there are some fantastic opportunities to do networking uh, through our parliamentary events Um, you know we've got links to both military and the commercial side so you know you can really get started with the your future career in aviation that's fantastic thank Thank you
0: very much find this and other great shows
1: at the aviation media network
4: dot com.
2: website www.planetalkinguk.com
6: or find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash uk on twitter via at plane uk or get in touch via email on podcast at plane thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening. flyby 5823 trent dane for 23r manchester with air 6x climb flight level 210 direct to brettman's park United, one, two, three, maintain two, eight, zero knots.
0: London two DME, turn right onto Bravo, link, do one, join Alpha, hold at Mora. Speedbird, four, seven, two,
6: LOC, slash DME, approach runway, two, seven, left. Follow the green stand, five, four, four. That's enough air traffic control for today, Nat. Bedtime.
0: Have you ever wondered what it would be like to fly a commercial passenger jet? Looked up at the sky and thought, I wish that was me. Well now anyone has the chance to have a go at flying in a real aircraft simulator. NP Simulations and Flight Experience London, the only official Boeing licensed product of its kind in the UK, offer you the chance to fly anywhere in the world in their fixed base Boeing 737-800 Flight Simulator. And that's not all. Ground School London offers many different courses for the up-and-coming pilot looking for a start in aviation. With prices starting at just £109, the sky's the limit. So for the ultimate flight simulator experience, or engaging preparatory courses, including those for schools and colleges, check Check out the websites at www.london.flightexperience.co.uk and www.groundschoollondon.com, or call on 020 34616. 616. NP Simulations, fly your dreams.
2: The one thing that I can say, basically, going nuts in the chat room here—they're all absolutely astounded at how well-behaved Sir Captain of Al was. That's the only thing that they're mentioning. Is like, it's just like, wow, wasn't Al well-behaved? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. No, well done, as always, Nev. Stone work.
3: Yeah, sorry that the audio wasn't up to much on on that. It was entirely my fault. I should have actually given Al my mic, shouldn't I, really? <laughs> so instead of trying to hold it. And, of course, it was very noisy. <laughs> yes. uh, and there was planes flying around.
2: Like, yes, yes, that, that f- does f- happen. Fancy that. It's, yes, that although, although Auntie Liz is, uh, is says, yes, it says, a good plan, Nev, you know, the exu- getting the excuses on the audio in earlier. So, like oh, yes. pilots and their landing excuses. <laughs> she was saying, I mean, how rude. <laughs> absolutely.
3: <laughs> but uh, that was very good, and uh, plenty more Farmborough content yes. to follow. Yeah, Ooh,
2: absolutely, weeks. coming up in, in the coming that. weeks. Uh, we're going to take, however, a very quick break from Farnborough next week, because uh, a- we're actually going to play out something from Seething, aren't we, just as a-, as a bit of a teaser. Mm. Yeah. Yes, uh, we are. Yes, we've got an interview from there that
1: we're, we're going to play
2: out next week instead, just to sort of ring the changes a bit.
1: So up next then on the show, we have got what everyone's been waiting for, Especially you, Mr Warner I know you're listening, <laughs> Jonathan It's uh, a military segment So um, I suppose if, uh, if 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 You're ready, Nev I am, yes, yeah. Matt, yes. Oh, you ready? Born ready,
2: born ready I don't know why, I never had any trouble getting this one ready It's always the one at the top of the show Because there's so much going on That's what she said <laughs>
1: So the first news story on the military segment this week, and the Russians have been at it again. Oh dear, here we go. (laughs) So this week, then, the Royal Air Force Typhoons have been scrambled again to investigate a Russian aircraft over the Romanian Black Sea. So on Tuesday this week... Uh, two Royal Air Force Typhoons based in Romania were launched uh, to uh, in response to two suspected Russian Su-30 Flanker aircraft operating near NATO airspace over the Black Sea. Launching from Romanian, uh, I'm hoping I get pronounced this correctly, Mi- Mihal, oh blimey this Airbase, Air Base, <laughs> probably got, completely got that wrong, Wow, <laughs> near Konstanta on the Black Sea coast. The Royal Air Force Typhoons responded to the aircraft, which were heading south towards NATO airspace from Crimea. The Russian fighter aircraft were repeating uh, the recent, uh, recently seen activity in the air and were monitored by two typhoons from the 135th Air Expeditionary Air Wing, Uh, the Royal Air Force Typhoons were operating in accordance with the NATO Enhanced Air Policing or EAP uh, mission, whereby the RAF operates alongside its NATO ally to deter Russian aggression, uh, reassure Romania and assure NATO uh, allies of the UK commitment to collective defence. And uh, they, they had a statement actually from uh, one of the pilots here who flew. And he said that we were monitoring the activity from the ops room as the scramble was called. Everything went as planned with both of us launching and heading east towards the two contacts. We had radar contact and shadowed the two aircraft as they flew through Romanian flight information region. But we never got to within visual range to see them, he said. It was a successful operation, uh, operational mission, and uh, we achieved exactly what the UK typhoons from one fighter squadron are expected to do as part of the 135th uh, Air Wing and the NATO enhanced policing mission. And uh, that was one of the pilots who flew that particular thing. But it's uh, obviously... Uh, it, they they keep having a little dabble every now and again, don't they? Uh, Russians they do like to. Uh, I mean, I presume it's hello.
2: not. I presume it's not just our coastline that they're flirting with on no, no, a regular no. basis. Well, this I is mean. the
1: Romanian sort of kind of side of things.
2: Right, so. but so I suppose NATO airspace rather hmm. than the, rather than our specifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, yeah. What are they up to, Neve?
3: oh sorry i was um too busy with the chat room right, right oh <laughs> right <okay. laughs>
2: fair <I'm> enough <laughs> okay, uh, right. single words Splendid. okay we'll, we'll move on then so this is uh yeah next... that's <laughs> fair enough this one is on <laughs> What's this one on? It's, it's on one. the drive.com drive. uh the drive and it says the war zone usaf f-35a ends up nose down on the tarmac at eglin afb after air flight space. emergency what
1: air force base oh air force bases okay
2: come back. on AF, afb sounds so much cooler oh, okay. Anyway, sorry, is yeah, this one. This one's got unfortunately, pictures. no picture. It
1: has, it has a bit further down, but we'll get the story down. Then okay,
2: all right. Okay, so U.S. Air Force F thirty uh, five A Joint Strike Fighter from the thirty third Fighter Wing at Eglin Air Force Base has made an emergency landing at Eglin Air Force Base in Florida. Though there are still limited details about what happened, the stealthy fighter apparently suffered an issue in flight, and its nose gear collapsed after it touched down and had parked. The mishap occurred at around about. local time at Eglin, according to an official press release from the 33rd. The plane, sitting nose down on the tarmac, was visible from a highway outside the base. The wing oversees U.S. Air Force, Navy and Marine Corps Joint Strike Fighter pilot training, and the Florida base also hosts foreign F-35 pilot training contingents. Uh, The uh, aircraft landed safely and parked uh, when the front nose gear collapsed. There was one person... Oh, Sorry, I... I hello uh there
1: (laughs) can we see a picture of you matt
2: no 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 it's overrated (laughs) uh, absolutely <laughs> Indeed, the aircraft landed safely and parked when the nose, when the front nose gear collapsed. There was one person on board. The 33rd uh, press release added fire crews responded immediately and the pilot suffered no injuries as a result of the incident. Photographs showed a crash truck positioned near the F 35, but it's not clear whether or not the in flight emergency IFE uh, actually involved a fire. Deploying a fire truck is a standard response during tactical jet IFE recoveries, regardless of. Indications of a fire on board the stricken jet, but it's also worth noting that the F-35s have experienced engine fires in the past. In 2014, another Air Force uh, F-35A Eglin suffered a a catastrophic blade release. Wow, what's one of those Uh, in its F-30, its F-135 engine right before? takeoff which led to a massive fire in 2016 a faulty bracket inside the weapons bay of a US Marine Corps f-35b led to another fire that totaled the aircraft that same year a huge gust of wind led to yet another engine fire in an f-35a at Mountain Home Air Force Base in Idaho uh, there are also reports that a second f-35 may have suffered a bird strike that caused physical damage <laughs> to the outside of the aircraft although they are unconfirmed at this time it's not clear exactly how much damage has been done to the f-35 Photographed resting on its nose, but some of the jet's most complex and sensitive electronics are housed in the nose, including um, including its APG-81. AESA radar and its electro-optical targeting system, EOTS. uh, The enclosure for the latter system is positioned underneath the nose, which would increase the likelihood of it getting damaged in such an incident as this. Uh, We will continue to update you on the story as more information becomes available. So you're saying there were some pictures?
1: Yeah, there was one there that has been posted on, I think there's a Facebook post, actually, oh, by Oh, okay, the Air Force. can't find it. Um, oh, a oh is, it, is, is it this? That's very, the little one there.
2: Is that little? Yeah, it's not a very good picture, so it's not very good quality, but it gives you an idea of, of what it is that we're referring to. Somebody's put uh, uh, turned it into a meme by the look of it, but uh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yes it's, Ra- it's brace having,
2: yourself um yes
1: indeed It's yes. having a bit of a bit of a, it's having a lie down a, a nose down yes it's very tired very tired yeah, very tired, yeah. indeed <laughs> and uh good uh, good comment there in the chat room by the way mariana um yes i did i did uh listen when matt said that that uh it did kind of ring in my ear what marine corps
2: oh why what should i have said
1: you you said corpse oh did i yeah <laughs>
2: Oh.
3: <laughs> it,
1: it's okay. It, 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 it's Unusual it for
3: Carlos to pick up. Yes, oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah, I can say, oh. yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely.
1: Correct use of English uh, language uh, or yes, grammar. Yes, oh, I excelled at English, I have you know. No,
2: you didn't. Ah. Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, I see your Facebook post. No, it's, you didn't. It's, yeah.
1: <laughs> spelling. Yes. Spelling, yes. mad. Ladies,
2: ge- ladies and gentlemen, you well, it's, it's not spelling, it's grammar, it's punctuation. It's I, I, no, spelling. it's not. No, spelling, I excelled in. Dude, you have no idea how many times me and Nev at some point usually sit down. Every time you post something either me or Nev has to adjust something. Isn't that not correct, Nev? Well, yes, it is. <laughs> and Glenn <laughs> Tower's has just put in the chat room it's IFC, not IFE. Oh, OK. Oh, yeah. Well, in my defence, in the story, it does say it IFE. Does. Yeah. yeah, in flight so, entertainment, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I don't know anything about um, aircraft, so it's quite right that I would. Get, I always get these things wrong. So anyway, anyway, um, for a change, I'm being told off for my spelling and pronunciation. <laughs> uh, there we are. Next story, Nev. Yeah. <laughs>
3: next. Next. Well, this is a subject which uh, I think Matt does know a lot about. Because oh, this is all about uh, uh, IT and video and transmission, all this sort of business. Never and um, really interesting here because oh, on uh, the sorry, sorry global.com Just- website, it says that Northrop Grumman and the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, demonstrate the ability to wirelessly transmit 100 gigabits per second. Wow. Over a distance of 20 kilometers, uh, 12.4 miles, an improvement in two-way data links that the company claims could enable powerful airborne sensors to provide on-the-ground military personnel with uh, nearly real-time intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance updates. The two-way data link, which featured active pointing and tracking, was demonstrated on the 19th of January this year between two ground stations in Los Angeles as part of DARPA's 100 gigabit. Uh, rf backbone program according to uh, northrop grumman who announced the test on the 22nd of august the data rate is fast enough to download a 50 50- gigabit uh, sorry 50 gigabyte of blu-ray video in four seconds the transmission was not encrypted (laughs) said northrop grumman so this dramatic improvement in data transmission performance could significantly increase the volume of airborne sensor data that can be gathered and reduce the time needed to exploit sensor data says uh, Louis Christian, uh, Director of Northrop Grumman's Research and Technology. Next generation sensors, uh, such as hyperspectral images, uh, typically collect data faster and, large, and in larger quantities than most air-to-ground data links can comfortably transmit. Without such a high data rate, uh, link data would need to be reviewed and analysed after the aircraft lands. So uh, that's incredible, isn't it? Just hard to believe the sort of data rates they're talking about. that We don't even think about what, what that might be, but uh, uh, that is really going some. So uh, that's gonna enable them to do sort of real time uh, uh, surveillance on things. Can we
1: get standards? this for outside broadcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yes. No,
2: there, to be fair, there was nothing wrong with our connection no, at no, the no. ceiling. To be fair, it's only because the data package didn't act automatically roll from one into the other is why we were mm. briefly interrupted. But uh, there we are. Never mind. It meant for some challenging editing uh, afterwards. Uh, look looked good, though. It <laughs> looked <laughs> yeah. good, though. Indeed, yeah. But this is, this is. I mean, uh, you know, 100 gigabits is... is 100 gigabits per second over a distance of 20 kilometers is Eye-watering, isn't it? I mean, we, you know, we're really getting into a sort of an exciting time as far as data transfer is concerned. I I think, is it? I think uh, U.S. listeners, uh, apologies for this, but there's an amazing program here in the UK called QI, Mm. and I think they were, I think they were talking about one, one of the government agencies where it's got obscene, uh, the UK government agencies. There's obscene amount of data that has to be transferred from one site to the other, and they were sort of basically saying, how do they do it? And they were basically saying that they do it by the Royal Mail. In simply because it's much easier and much faster to put huge volumes of data onto a hard drive, post it to where you want it to end up, and then upload it rather than using broadband speeds or you know the, the, the you know the connection speeds that you can get because it's you know it's just faster to do it and send it by raw mail than it is to sort of send it over the air, as they say. So, but you know, you're getting into this sort of area, 100 gigabits per second. I mean, that's 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 uh, sort of sci-fi stuff, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it isn't. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. so our last story then for the segment is a feel good story this one bit of, bit of niceness oh, to we'll see if,
2: mind you every time we've had a feel good story I've, I've found a way of spoiling it so we'll see, we'll see how we get on today <laughs> shall we so this one is <laughs> on
1: the forces.net website and uh, I think this is awesome this is really really awesome so the headline on here is 96 year old Royal Air Force veteran takes to the skies in surprise trip so Bernard Rye pilot uh, even Louis Mountbatten the first Earl Mountbatten of Burma during his time in Rhodesia the 96 year old Royal Air Force hero took to the skies again almost 75 years after he last piloted an aircraft during the war. Former airman Bernard Rye uh, thought his flying days were over until staff from his booper care home arranged a surprise trip as part of a wish-granting program. Mr. Rye, with the volunteer pilot at the controls, took a 30-minute flight aboard a Piper PA Cherokee 6 over Dorset and the Isle of Wight, accompanied by his son. Mr. Rye joined the Royal Air Force in 1940 and toured the world in a Tiger Moth and an Avro York plane. He even piloted Louis Mountbatten, as I said, during his time in Rhodesia, which is now Zimbabwe. Mr. Rye talked about his experience in the Royal Air Force and said that he had a thoroughly good time while he was in the RAF and got to see everywhere from South America to Australia and the Middle East. He was nominated for the flying experience by Zoe McCarthy, activities lead at the care home as part of their hashtag never too late campaign (laughs) the campaign is being run across the group's care homes to help residents uh, live life to the full while ticking off their bucket list ms mccarthy explained everyone's got ambitions that they'd like to achieve and being in a care home shouldn't get in the way And uh, the accountant by trade, his mathematical skills were put to use in his roles as a pilot, uh, Mr. Rye was, and he was a navigator which involved calculating flight routes under severely testing conditions. Following the war, Mr. Rye left the RAF and returned to his career in accountancy, working for a chemical company. It was here that he met his late wife, Josephine, in 1955. Following a short courtship, they married a year later in a ceremony at All Saints Church in Woodford Green. The pair had three sons, Howard, Jonathan, Edward and Matthew Shearing. Today, Bernard has 10 grandchildren and 6 great grandchildren. And in 1969, the couple moved to Poole in Dorset, where Bernard took up a new job in finance at a local company and has lived in the the area ever since moving uh, to the care home in 2013. There's some pictures that Matt was putting on the screen there. Uh, while uh, I was reading the story there, but it, this is—I love these stories. You know, when you get these—these—you know—obviously retired mm. and you know, um, air force pilots from you know from the war and stuff—and they get this chance to go, you know, up in the air again, mm. even albeit a Piper. But yeah,
2: uh, nothing wrong with a Piper.
3: Nothing no, wrong with not a Piper at all. At all
1: yeah, what do no. you think of this Nev? It's a bit nice.
3: Oh, great story, isn't it? And uh, it's really nice to see uh, the opportunity for, for these gentlemen to experience all that nice stuff all over again. Mm-hmm. It's uh, absolutely superb. And they, actually, the uh, upholstery in that aircraft looked very nice, but it with did leather look beautiful leather yes. on the seats there as well. Very well nice, cared, yes. It, it looked very comfortable,
1: <laughs> very well cared. It did, for, yeah. yeah. What a lovely story to end on. Yeah. So that's where we bring the military segment of the show to a close. So we are gonna start to wrap up the show. Um, okay. but before we do obviously we've got the contact bits for us for the show so where are they going to contact us and also we're looking for some audio feedback so if anyone's listening send us some audio feedback we'd love to hear yeah. uh, what you guys love to hear from our listeners
2: we? Absolutely, not yeah. yeah. so uh, if you want to do that please by all means several ways of doing it uh, you could send us a voice message via Facebook so take yourself to facebook.com forward slash plain talking UK and you will find our, our page you can send us a message or an audio thing in the messenger app that's within there uh, you can take yourself to Twitter so uh, search Twitter for our Twitter handle, which is at plain talking uk. Uh, email address is uh, uh, podcast at plaintalkinguk dot com and of course the website is www dot com
1: And that is where you can obviously find the link as well to grab yourselves a PTUK T-shirt. Yes, we have T-shirts. We're going to put an order in soon for some more because we we are getting low on stock. stock. So if you want to grab yourself a PTUK T-shirt, don't forget to take yourselves over to the website. The link is on there. Mm. Just click on there. There are some mugs
2: available. If people are interested in a mug, if they let me know, uh, we do actually have some mugs that, that we can... Oh, do we? Yeah, yeah we do, yeah. yes. But uh, I'm reluctant to place the order until we've got an order for mugs, if you see what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, so if you would like a mug, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll do a thing on the page because I've got to do some updating because uh, uh, ne- Nev's sent me an updated biog that I need to adjust
1: okay. on the website. So and, maybe i have <laughs> also got to do the website for my, my business as well. Oh, dear. Right. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, just
3: one other thing before we go. Yes. Uh, tomorrow I'm off to Oxford. I'm doing Ooh. a video interview uh, with Dr. Bo Abrahamson uh, and uh, you'll see him in the chat room very often uh, and uh, he happens to be in Oxford for two or three days so I said well it's only uh, half an hour down the road for me so as long as the weather behave it's, uh, behaves itself which I think it might do by tomorrow yeah. uh, I've got to take the camera and mic and everything down there and I'll do an interview with Bo and we'll play that out at a Future. Fantastic, Time. yeah.
2: Maybe even next week. Who knows? Uh, yes, yeah, Ener- so, oh, by all means. <laughs> by the way, uh, uh, volunteer yourself for a Nev's passenger experience, uh, and then do do that. Because we we all see the podcast at plain talking uh, email address. So so the if mug you want things
1: going down well, Matt. Is it? So I think you okay. better start to get prepared. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Neil Landward said he'll have a mug. Uh, okay. And Andy Wilson, who we all yes. know, uh, has said that he wants a mug with Nev's face on. Right. Okay. am um, yes. Saying that now. But <laughs> yeah. yeah so. I mean no, I mean, if, I, if, you, if we receive,
3: what I think Yeah,
2: cool. I mean, I was, I was just gonna go with like our logo and stuff, like what I've got. What, no, I've got the old ones here. Have you got? One oh, of I've new got a one. new one. Yeah, I'll go on, get the one. new. We do actually have some here. Well, Doctor Steph said she'll have one. Oh, excellent. Okay, all right. We've got to work out how much they're gonna be and stuff. But uh, anyway, mm-hmm. I, I, I did some, I did, I, I, made, I had some made. I had some, some testers made. Uh, so, if you would be interested, this is the Plain Talking UK podcast mug that we uh, had made. I mean, it's quite a cool mug, actually, to, be, to be fair. It is quite a cool mug. And I mug. can
1: confirm that there is one of these, right, at the Heathrow Control Tower. Is there? Yes. Oh, did you leave one Ad- behind? Adam Spink, Adam Spink has actually got one of these. Has so uh, right yeah, Is Adam's that why we've on only these? got one here? Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. yeah. I did Adam's wonder why I stopped these. having my D in it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: But yes, yes. So we'll have to. We'll. I'll get some. I'll get some organised, and uh, yeah. we'll we'll get some on the way. So yeah, uh, if you are genuinely, if you are interested in a mug, then uh, just just send us an email just
1: podcast email. at plain talking com, and I will work out how much they're going to cost and uh, get back to you. Yeah. So we're going to say a massive thank you then to everyone who has joined us in the live chat room this evening. Loads of people tonight. It's been a really full and busy chat room, and great to see mm-hmm. everyone in there. And thanks for taking time out of your Friday to join us. Indeed. Next week on Friday. Friday, I am not going to be here I'm going to leave you in the capable hands of Nev Ooh. and <laughs> that's fair enough yeah. and, and Matt as well, yeah, Matt as well. so uh, they're going to yeah. be doing the show without me I've got to go and do a wedding next Friday hey, yes. okay. in a, a nice little barn Ooh. in the countryside
2: oh Nev you and I are in charge next week this could be fun <laughs>
1: Well, yes, we'll all see how that goes. Don't we? Yeah, but
2: indeed, uh, we'll have lots of content lined up just to sort of play out. We're not going to say a thing, are we? Never. We're just going to play videos all night. Two hours yeah. of
4: stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and watch the show. Back,
2: yeah, you'll come back, and there'll be literally no content left to play out because we're never oh. going to play it all next week. That's what we've decided. Uh, oh, you yeah. lazy! <laughs> how
1: rude boogers you yeah indeed yes <laughs> oh so uh, and, oh yes oh hello Myla Myla's in the chat room hello oh, let me see Myla. you there Myla yes. hello greetings yes um, but uh, no I'm not going to be here next week so I'll, I will leave you in the capable hands of Nev and Matt for next okay, week but I'm good. sure it'll be a fantastic show well, I, 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 I admire your confidence in us, uh, <laughs> frankly, yes. No, it's not my wedding, Ma- uh, Micah. It's it's another one oh. of the many weddings that I've done this year. M- Mrs. Nev wouldn't do it again. I, <laughs> I see, Mrs. Nev? No, not Mrs. <laughs> Nev. No, 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 2018 <laughs> is, is definitely the wedding year, yeah, I think. Absolutely. All I've done this year is mm, wedding weddings, yeah. But uh, yeah, Some so people are so ungrateful for business, know, aren't they? I <laughs> well, I would have you work for it, but you never want to work for it. Uh, 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 no, he doesn't I want mean. to do it. <laughs> anyway, so moving <laughs> swiftly on, we are going to wrap up episode 331. Three uh, hundred and uh, 300. thirty one. Uh, wow. Uh, two hundred and thirty one of this show. Oh, god, blimey, the show. god blind right? it's all gone yeah. apart. Yeah. Two hundred and thirty one of the show. And again, like I said, thanks for everyone for joining us. And also big thanks to you, Nev, for joining us this yes. evening. And actually well.
2: my, my personal thanks to Nev, just in general, really, because people have no idea how hard that guy works behind the scenes for us and does so much for us. We are very, very honoured to have him very as part honored. of our team. So oh, thank you. And nice.
3: it's a great pleasure doing it. I get a lot of pleasure or about you know shooting all this stuff putting it together and uh, letting our viewers and listeners it's uh, isn't it? see and yep.
2: hear it it's, yes. it's I great. love our play out system it's, it's only Carlos that can't get it to work properly <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you, you jinxed it that <laughs> week <laughs> yeah
4: yeah Literally. it
2: was lovely to come back and, and discover that I've been so missed you know yeah, it's like yeah, yeah it was, it, it was so missed I had to come back like the following day to do it again but anyway there no. we are anyway we really should go let's let these lovely people get back to yep. their Friday evening so that is yeah. where
1: we bring episode two thirty one to a close. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a great weekend, whatever you're doing, and take care and fly safe. So, for me, Carlos, it's goodbye. And from the rest of us here in the studio, he can't find the right button. That's why he's having to stall. Everybody's
2: going. To... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's gone, mate. Right? Oh no, there they are. I found them. I found the credits, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye <laughs> bye bye. Are, there are many people here who who, who have a